Hello, good evening and welcome. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And uh, yes, this is the first podcast in a series of 48,000. Or two. <laughs> Today, yeah. Two. Yeah. So let's introduce ourselves. My name is John Dredge. And I'm Joseph Champis. And uh, this podcast is going to be about uh, a comic called Crazy. Mm-hmm which uh, started on the 16th of October 1976. And then carried on going for a bit. And how long did it go for? You know a lot about it. I don't know that much. Uh, Actually, it wasn't that long, was it? Crazy only lasted a couple of years before being eaten up by Wither and Chips. Um, And Cheeky actually lasted longer, funnily enough. So it was a couple of years for Crazy Comic, and Cheeky Wiki was, what, three years? Mm. Yeah. So this is 76. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a very good point. When you said that you, you read these comics as a kid, but you never laughed... I think it was uh, John Walters who pointed out before that when you saw uh, The Dandy or something, they used to have, like, uh, Desperate Dan walking down the street reading The Dandy, <laughs> and there'd be, like, a caption saying, Laugh, laugh, laugh. <laughs> and there was always, you know, in, in these sort of comics, you know, we were talking about mainly his IPC stuff, there was usually cartoons of kids reading the comic and sort of going, laughing out loud. Yeah, that's right. But I never did. I was exactly the same. You never laughed out loud in that sort of comic kind of way. Because it, it is it, funny, it was, isn't it? But you, it is how hilarious. come we never laughed then? But I think a lot of the jokes would have gone over my head back then anyway. Yeah. And you can yeah. only actually appreciate them as adults. Yeah. And there was always a running thing throughout Crazy as well where they were talking about how parents used to steal Crazy Comic off their kids. Is that and what they did in the actual it. comic? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've saw that <laughs> mentioned a couple of times. It was written in a very intelligent way, I mm. thought, wasn't it? You know, the human was really uh, almost advanced. It wasn't. Well, the weird thing about it is, it's like Crazy wasn't the only one on the shelves. I mean, there was Wizard and Chips, which had been going for years, and Whoopi, which had been going for years. But there was something about Crazy which just took. It was almost like it gave all the usual artists and writers a chance to sort of let their hair down a bit. Petite fille dans mon comic strip Viens faire des bulles Viens faire des 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 Et des Zip-shabam This was almost like the sort of Python or the Goon Show of comics in a way. It sort of subverted the whole thing. And that was what appealed to me about it on some weird subconscious level, because I wouldn't have known what they were doing. Even though you were about five years old? Yeah, exactly. I was six when this came out. So I wouldn't have known what the hell they were doing, but it just appeared on some weird level straight away. Do you remember your first issue of Crazy? I think I got this first one when I was a kid. It's not the same issue that I've got here, I'm just looking through it here, as you can hear. But um, that's radio for you. But um, was there some sort of advert for it? I think there must have been a television advert. I don't remember that. I remember there was an advert for Cheeky, which came later. But I don't remember there being an advert for Crazy. There could have been. There must. Have, I, I'm just wondering why, I, how I would have known about it, oh. unless it just suddenly appeared on the shelf and I thought, "What is this?" But I have a feeling I'd heard of it because I think there might have been an advert that advertised these free false teeth. <laughs> And maybe my mum needed some or something. She Possibly. mentioned it. I don't know. But the, so the first crazy comic. So how did you did you get the first issue? I don't think I did. I think what happened. I remember this very very clearly. I was in a news agency with my mother, quite near to where I was living at the time. And I remember there was there were two copies of Crazy on the shelf at the same time. They obviously hadn't sold the previous one. And this news agent was basically. It was a, canny bastard who actually ran it you know <laughs> he obviously thought well you know they're not going to buy it next week we'll leave it on the shelf until they bloody well do buy it <laughs> but in a Welsh accent obviously <laughs> and um, and yeah I do remember my mother sort of looking at me looking at this sort of colourful magazine comic thing 
and I remember her saying quite specifically, oh yeah, you're old enough to read comics now, aren't you? <laughs> and she bought both of them for me. So how old would you have been, do you know? I would have been about six. So I was six as well. Yeah. Um, so I don't think, I mean, I'd have been five when the first issue came out. So I would have been late five, early six, something like that. And, I mean, what was it about it that, I mean, what sort of impact did it have on you, if, if, if any? It was, it was more a case of, this is something that was mine. I owned it. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't sort of passed down like, you know, all, all the sort of paraphernalia of my parents' generation which sort of still hung around, like, magazines from their era. I could read that stuff, but this was, like, part of me, part of something that I actually owned. Mm-hmm. And I could project my own little sort of world onto it and vice versa. Because there was something about these comics that was quite intense, mm. extremely creative and extremely imaginative, very colourful, all these things that appeal to kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this thing happened every single week. That's the thing. <laughs> it was like not. It was every Monday. We've got here number one every Monday, and yeah. in brackets it says, "If you're lucky." <laughs> <laughs> See, they knew at that point then. <laughs> it could it well might have, not be. Yeah, it could it well have folded at any second. You know? But you know, the amount of work that must have gone into these things back then. I, I guess so, there was yeah. no internet. I don't know. It was just a. I wonder how you know how popular these things were. Well, this thing, is what we're going to discover. Never, the only way, the only way you could actually find out if other people were reading it was the fact that they had like sort of an interactive element. Yeah, they had yeah, competitions, yeah. but they also had things like uh, you know you could send in jokes and they'd be drawn by professional, like you did yourself. I, guess, I yeah. did that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. John actually had one of his jokes published in Crazy Comic. Yeah, and I think I got a postal order for a pound or something, <laughs> and uh, which you know I could probably buy a hundred ice creams back then. <laughs> That's true. Which I probably did. Yeah. But yeah, it was, um, and I got a really nice letter saying, "Well done, you know, oh, you've got this in crazy with the crazy heading on there," and I thought my. God, this has come from the planet crazy mm, mm, because mm. it didn't seem to be something that from crazy town itself. It just seemed like to exist on another planet. You know these things. Yeah. To me, it was just like an amazing thing that had very little. I don't know. There was no connection to it, anything around me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, it just seemed well, like it, something that had landed fully formed to. from the planet Mars. It attempted to because I mean the other thing about crazy, especially if this is something that's quite emphasised in the first issue. I seem to remember is that they introduced all the characters as living in the same town. And, of course, the Crazy Gang, which became like a regular feature, they actually introduced each of the characters in turn, so they're sort of all running into each other. That's ways. right. I mean, that's a really cool idea. Yeah. So, yeah, it starts and fact, Doesn't the, the first gang. issue actually have a map of Crazy Town as well? It does, in the middle of In the centre page? Absolutely. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. So, you've got <laughs> a you've nice... Got... <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, this appeals to, this appeals to us... Straight away, I mean, I better describe. There's a picture of someone getting a custard pie. Yeah, what is that on this on this map what do you, here? What do you call those things? Those little plaques. A coat of arms. Coat of arms. That's yeah, what it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. So there's a coat of arms on there with a clown, yeah. a, a gun, a stink bomb, a banana skin, and someone getting a custard pie. Well, How could that not appeal to someone that's six years it up old? Entirely, isn't it? Uh, so yeah, so it's it's a big picture of the crazy gang here yeah. in Crazy Town, as you say. The whole thing seems to take place in the same town, Absolutely. so it and was sort hat, of there was a lot hat, in it. Which is their sort of headquarters, their little hut, the crazy there. gang hut there. Yeah. There was a lot of depth in this uh, comic. Planning a lot of thought had gone into yeah, it. Yeah. Who was behind this comic? I have absolutely no idea, because they, they weren't credited, were they? These people were never very rarely credited. There's nothing on the front saying "Hello, I'm the editor," signed <laughs> Bernard, like they do now. No. 
because everyone's desperate for attention. And, and it definitely, you know. it wasn't Tharg the Mighty, was it? Let's face it. <laughs> Unless he developed an unusual sense of humour. <laughs> but he's a Captain um, Beefheart fan. So let's, I mean, let's talk about some of the artists. Mm. Uh, okay, so first of all, who is now the person I think of is Frank McDiarmid. I don't even know if that's how you Diarmid. say his Diarmid. name. Diarmid. It's uh, yeah. Scottish, isn't it? A Scottish guy. So, are we thinking that he did a lot of this? Uh, comic uh, or... I think he mainly did the uh, cheeky section, didn't he? Well, let, I mean, let's go through it just okay. briefly, quickly. So, uh, I think let me just have a it starts there. with the crazy gang introducing the whole comic here. No, I believe that is that Ian Knox. Okay. Because I know he eventually did lots of uh, crazy gang stuff. But I'm not sure. Actually, I think that is. Yeah, that is Ian Knox. Let me introduce you to the gang. Johnny plays the. So it introduces the gang, crazy gang. So. Okay, then from memory, who are the crazy gang? Um, Ed, Blue, Liz, Sporty, Brainy, Freaky, and Cheeky. That's the Seven Dwarfs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's very good. Sam the Sham and the (laughs) Fearers. Very good. So Ed was like the. So you've got to say who they are. Mm. So what did what did they what was their character? Ed, I think it's implied that Ed is actually the editor of, of, of the, the comic, comic as well. Yeah, which is a bit of a bonkers idea. Yeah. So he's got the little uh, that little. He's got a cap there. He's got. An is it a cap? Is it? Is it a, I don't know. I've, I've never he looks like an editor. He's got well, a pen behind his ear. Yeah. yeah. And. Um, yeah, so that was a strange concept. The idea of someone in the comic actually had written a comic. That's good. Well, not necessarily written. I think I think the idea is that they all write their own parts. Ah. Whereas he just edits it, so he is uh, he yeah. is he's the leader of the crazy gang, and in many ways the leader of the comic. <laughs> he's the leader of the comic. He is. And uh, so then you've got now. I was just rereading this today again. You've got Showbiz Liz. Okay. Her, character, called, her character is she watches television. Yeah, she has square eyes. <laughs> that, that is that, that, that is the entire and I, character. I do remember that uh, she watches television. Well, she was meant to be a sort of conduit for um, sort of popular culture, wasn't she? So every time there was a reference to somebody she fancied, like you know, who would it have been at the time? Columbo. <laughs> I was thinking more of um, Kevin Keegan, maybe. Ah, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah. whatever uh, pop people were. Oh right. I mean, right. obviously they they made up their own little. There pop wasn't stars a lot of well. pop. There's no pop stars in this, is there? Uh, not a huge amount. It's yeah. all drawn, pretty yeah. much. There's no like features, and it was all I think comic the, strips. I think the closest you'll get to that is when somebody nominates a pop star for a custard pie, <laughs> a pictorial pastry. Ah, now that's a very interesting feature. Yes. So we'll we will come to that in a sec. So so yeah. So basically, the characters in this gang. One as thing you I, say, I was going to mention about Liz as well is sometimes when somebody else had to draw uh, Liz in some capacity, they didn't quite get the joke that she had square eyes because she watched TV, and so they actually drew little um, wire rims. Next to her eyes, as if she had uh, glasses. <laughs> now, right. I mean, I remember getting very annoyed about that. <laughs> and that is still there, I can see. Still no, boiling away. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, I'm still very Because, I mean, these are, like, these are what, what Barry Cryer would refer to as high concepts ah. in terms of, uh, of how kids behave. Because you've got the, oh, the, the... Yeah, I mean, I was almost showbiz Liz, which is worrying. <laughs> I mean, I was completely obsessed with television. I was, kid. and I'm freaky. Uh, you're freaky! <laughs> I'm the urban spaceman, baby, I've got speed. I've got everything I need. Can we describe Freaky, though? Now, Freaky is an unusual character. Uh, he's an alien. He's half flying saucer, half alien, with big teeth going all the way around. 
What a great idea, that. Uh, one eye. Actually, no, he's got two Tongue. eyes. No, he's got quite a few eyes. Oh, yeah, he's got eyes all around, isn't he? He's yeah. got eyes all around. And one, one on stalks? Or is that just... I think uh, it's possible. There's something coming out of his head there. <laughs> he flies about and he's got a tie. That's right. <laughs> So one is, is that unusual. a school tie though? It is a school tie. I remember in one of the annuals he got annoyed at Earth and then he, he pissed off home. <laughs> do you remember that? I don't remember that. He did. Oh yes, no, I do. He yeah. pissed off home back to he his went home back planet. To his home planet, yeah, around wherever it was. Oh, right. what was I don't it? think it was. Might have been I've probably mentioned Alpha that. Could have been. <laughs> but I mean, you know, a great character. What a brilliant, weird idea. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so who else have we got? So we've got Brainy. Now that's a difficult one. Well. <laughs> What on earth was he's, he? He's, what uh, was his character? I've no idea. <laughs> yeah, so he, he was some bonkers he was ki- clever dude. He was kind of the uh, sort of Stephen Hawking of the group <laughs> in many ways. I think the idea yeah. was... He, well, he I mean, was, yeah. and obviously he had he, glasses on, so therefore he was brain. And, a very, and a very, very big head, which implies that he had it almost brain on the inside. It's almost T-fowl uh, it's, size. It's almost pushing, it's a, pushing against the sort of rim of his skull. <laughs> He's going to have an aneurysm, definitely, at some point. I can't uh, imagine him as an adult, you know. No, probably, right, in fact, that's probably what happened to Stephen Hawking, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why he ended this up in the This is him ocean. now, in the comic. Yeah. So, uh, who else have we got? So, we've got Sporty, shall we call him? Sporty. Okay. Is, well, that, that, is that his name? That is his name, Sporty. Okay, yeah. now, uh, that's a difficult one as well. <laughs> what sort of character was that? I'm still puzzling over it now, well, even no. to this day. Well, uh, let's... Uh... <laughs> The thing you need to mention There's a lot of depth sporting. in his comment, as I said before, I stand by that. The first thing you need to uh, mention about Sporting is he, he... I imagine his, his origins may be West Indian. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I think... Uh, yeah. I mean, kudos to Ian Knox for... Yeah, uh, well actually, actually, no, he hasn't done this. I don't know what he has... It's cross-etching, but it's, it's that letter-set cross-etching that people used to use. Mm, nice. Very nicely... Uh, what do you think about the general sort of tone of the art on these pages, these first few pages? I think Ian uh, Knox... Start, uh, this is, uh, for Ian Knox, this is actually quite uh, laid back. Right, I mean, it looks fairly standard at this uh, stage. I would think so, yeah, but later on, Ian Knox just went fucking nuts. But I mean, <laughs> I, I, have to, I have to say something. So this is... This is, this is Introducing the gang, mm, right? Mm. Now, look at this joke here. <laughs> this has been much talked about. This is Cheeky's first appearance <laughs> in Crazy Comic, right? Yeah. Now, he went on to his own solo starring comic called Cheeky Weekly, Absolutely. as we've said. Yes, and also he had his own little piece in Crazy as well, didn't he? He's a, yeah, he became pretty much the breakaway solo star yeah. of this comic. Uh, and... Yeah, it, it looks like he's urinating basically, in his picture, doesn't he? He's, he's, he's has his uh, back yeah. to us and he's having a piss, basically. But 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 he turns around and he's just holding a garden hose. Now, basically, I mean that's the joke that I would imagine Benny Hill probably did to death back in the day. Yes, but I mean, you know, whether you saw it in comics in 1976 or not, I'm <laughs> kids' sure. comics as well. Yeah. And so. what I loved about these comics is that you know you'd have the hose, you'd have all the water going over the people, and you could just see just their eyes. eyes. Yeah, yeah. Nothing else. Which I love that. I tell you what is good though is that that never happened visually with waterworks, which is probably a good thing. That is quite a good thing. We never actually saw waterworks on the toilet. We just saw him <laughs> running very, very. But anyway, yeah, we get to the villain <coughs> of the piece. Now, we, um, there's this strange character called Pongo Snodgrass who turns up here as well. Yep. 
Pongo. How would one describe Pongo Snodgrass? Is it Snodgrass or Snodgrass? Snodgrass, I beg your pardon. Snodgrass. Because Snodgrass is a surname, an accepted surname, isn't it? I've seen that somewhere. And the first thing he says is, no one bothered to point me out to you lot, so I'll introduce myself. I'm Pongo Snodgrass, the town sneak and spoil sport. Well, now you realise why they didn't bother to point him out. He's not <laughs> I'm a not allowed in the gang because I don't wash and I'm rotten. <laughs> <laughs> but, but they won't keep me out of this comic. Just you watch. So there's some kind of you know medical problem. Right? Yeah. yeah. But then, then they, the the crazy man come crashing through the I'll door. I tell you one thing before you carry on. I do remember that there's, there's a problem in terms of the way Pongo Snodgrass is designed. He's got a runny nose, right? <laughs> but the snot isn't coming from his nostril. It's coming from the end of his long, pointy, carrot-type <laughs> nose. So are we meant to assume that it's actually travelling up the length of his nose and then sort of hanging off the end? Or is that just yeah. his nose? <laughs> one, 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 one can scarcely really work it out. I mean, Pongo, um, Pongo also had a spin-off uh, thing eventually, didn't he? He had uh, Pongo Longa Pongo. He did, he did. <laughs> and uh, this isn't, that, I'm not sure that that's in the first episode. No, no, that's a bit later. What was that? That was when he, he, he had a page to himself. Yeah, double page spread. It was about three little individual comic strips over two pages. And obviously it was based on uh, Sing Along a Max, wasn't it? Pong yeah. Along, pong Along a Pong. And he would do these things where he'd sort of make horrible recipes out of old socks or something. And he'd basically show people how they could stink really badly and... You know. What a classic, what a great idea for a Absolutely. character. And again, that's a high concept, but there are smelly children around who don't wash very well. They were back then, probably yeah. less so these days. I guess there's something like that in Peanuts, isn't there? There's that oh, character Pig Pen, yeah. Pig Pen, yeah. And I think in the parishes as well there was a character called um, is it Dirty McSquirty. Good name. So let's 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 have a look because the thing was another thing that might be worth making clear is that I mean for me mm-hmm. this comic would last me the whole week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had nothing else to do, you know, except you know go out to the park or something. <laughs> yeah. But I would prefer or play with you, yo yo, yeah. But I would prefer to sit there and just read this comic over and over again. Absolutely. And um, in the end, I had a friend down the road who just used to turn up every week and then just sit and read them as well. Mm. And so he'd be reading one comic, I'd be reading another, we'd be saying nothing, and just spend the entire day going through comics reading them. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure whether that happens now. I wouldn't have thought so, unless there's an app for it. But it was because I think there was a lot in it, as they say. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, all these little weird details in the in And the that's corners. something to say apart as well from like the Wizard and Chips and stuff, because they just tended to be individual... I mean, there was that little uh, conceit in, in Wizard and Chips about you know, the sort of rival comics. But it was apart from that, it was still individual things. It wasn't, it wasn't really connected to each other. There was something odd about the humour in this that just uh, fascinated me. Yeah. I'm being followed by a moon shadow. Moon shadow, moon shadow. So now we've got this thing called Handy Andy on our next page. <laughs> I was never a big fan of this character. I don't know what you thought. Never a huge fan. Uh, <laughs> he basically does Terry, shadow puppets. Terry Babe, was it, Udra? Yes, you could be right now. Yeah. And yeah. he just does shadow puppets on the wall. But I was interested in the bit at the end of the comic strip where they tell you how to do a certain mm. shadow puppet. You know, it shows you how to do a shadow picture in the form of a duck. Mm. And I can still do that one to this day. Absolutely. I used to show people at school that. Yeah. I, I wasn't popular. Well, so, uh, the thing is about Andy Andy, he doesn't just do shadow puppets, actually his shadow pictures come to life. I beg your pardon, I forgot that. So there is, there is an extra supernatural element to what he does. <laughs> yeah. We 
go on here to the crazy dictionary. Well, that's just standard. Uh, which I used to like. Stuff, I used to like that. You know, I used to read these things out to my parents. Stuff, I would read these things out, and then my parents would say, "Go away, you know, be quiet." <laughs> For example, I would say, "Jargon: a stolen pot of strawberry jam." Yeah. Jargon. <laughs> that's been a standard in sort of kids' entertainment for years. Because I mean, I remember Giles Brandreth did one called Giles Brandreth's Daft Dictionary. I remember the Parishers did one called the Parishers Dotty Dictionary. It's all the same stuff. <laughs> I like it though. I still yeah. like it. Elbow is used by a trainee archer. <laughs> Bow with an L on it. Just explaining oh, that. You see, see there's, there's a drawing there just in case oh, you didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Um, games children play is the next page. I never like that. Did you not? No, because I never played any of these games. No, I guess I didn't either, so it was more should have been called Games Children Do Not Play. Yeah. And then we have Fit Fred and Sick Sid. <laughs> um, well this is one of like Which were you? <laughs> I, I, was I very, definitely I, wasn't Fit Fred. I was very much Sick Sid. Yeah, I think we all were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, it was it was, was well the, done, wasn't it? It was, was quite well done. Well, this is one of those. Um, it's a bit bully beef and chips. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those sort of comic strips where they have two people who are diametrically opposed in some way or other. Either, either one is rich and the other one's poor. One of them's fat, one of them's thin, and one of them is very violent. The other one is a pacifist, all that sort of <laughs> thing. You know. And in this case, it's somebody who is very, uh, very <laughs> strong, very outgoing, very. Uh, <laughs> Very fit. Annoying. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> um, Six Sid, who's uh, ill all the time. Yeah, but in the end, usually Six Sid gets the. He gets, comes he gets up the girls. At the and, end. Yeah, yeah. But I never was a big fan of that one. So, what are we big fans of? Aha! Oh, this is what we. Well, I was a fan of the Bitonic Boy, the 12 and a half feet Bitonic Boy. When did the Six Million Dollar Man begin on TV? In this country, nineteen seventeen. Hmm. I'm not sure, but it must have been before this. Well, so, possibly you know, this year. Yeah, yeah, very possibly. So we had the Bionic Man that kids everywhere were obsessed with, yeah. and this is the Bitonic Boy. Great oh, idea. And the great thing about this first one of the Bitonic Boy is, well, there's a few good things. Um, one, the fact that he's called the twelve and a half pence <laughs> Bitonic Boy, and the reason he's called <laughs> Bitonic rather than Bionic is because. He bought a tonic, yeah, which, from a took, which made him, yeah, from this really frightening looking book. <laughs> who just came up to him and <laughs> yeah, because the thing about Steve it's Austin, it's a great parody actually. Steve, yeah, well, that's it. Steve Austin, he crashed was it a spaceship or a, or a fast yeah, car yeah, or something. That's right, he crashed a, a spaceship. And they, <laughs> that's it, quite, it, quite it was a something crash. Or, it was something along those lines. Anyway, broke a lot of his body and bones. He was all, he was, he was barely alive. <laughs> it said so. <laughs> But gentlemen, we can rebuild him. Yeah, and, and they, they did. did. Yeah, and they made the world's first Bionic Man. Yeah, but uh, than his acting before. talent was still pretty negligible. <laughs> but um, somebody said that when he's reminiscing, he refers to Six Million Dollar Man as Six Mil. You know, when I was working on Six Mil. Six Mil, really? <laughs> that sounds like time. Six Milliliters, doesn't it? <laughs> six Milliliter Dollar Man. It would save time. That's very sick. The Six Milliliter Man. That's all ever going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, he's still. I mean, I. That was a, 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 an iconic show at the time. Absolutely, yeah. And looking at it now, it seems incredibly slow. Mm. So yeah, I like to watch it on fast forward. Yeah. <laughs> except, no, when, except when the uh, Sasquatch comes in. Thing is, when, when he was meant to be running fast, they always played it slow anyway, didn't they? Yeah. I don't know what the implication there was that he was running so fast that he went around the back of Infinity and he looked slow on our television sets. Or maybe it was like the NTSC PAL conversion, I don't know. But I know, anyway. I know. But anyway, yeah, yeah. So um, this is a parody of that, and um, yeah. the start of this strip 
Steve, what's his name? Steve Ford. Yeah, Ford. Is Austin. Like, yeah. <laughs> is it, they're both cars. Do you understand the comedy? <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's in a go-kart. Yeah. Swerves around a corner and has a big crash. He crashes into a, a lamppost, does not he? Into a lamppost. And then a professor turns up. Professor Nuts, inventor, turns up. There's a big sign there to tell you who he is. Yeah, he says, it, don't worry, lad. I've there's got there's the... nothing in you about not talking to strangers, especially if you're in a vulnerable <laughs> state after you've just been <laughs> smashed your cart to bits. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, lad. Oh, but it's funny because he's not, he's not barely alive. He just says, I've grazed my elbow and twisted my ankle. <laughs> so, so that would have been fine. He would have healed himself. He didn't need yeah. some He wasn't that bad. Blood. He wasn't that bad. Kids, but then the professor yeah, comes yeah. along, right, and he says, don't worry, lad, I've got the resources to make you stronger and faster than you were before. A superboy, in fact. <laughs> I've invented some special vitamin tonic. Yeah, that story. Yeah. It's yours for just half a dollar. That's 12 and a half p in decimal money. <laughs> is that right? I'm not sure what the de- dollar bit is. I guess that's a send-up of the Bitonic Boy. Now, well, there was so. all, later a send-up of the, of the $6 million man elsewhere. Uh-huh. We're talking about the $6 million grand. Of course, of course. Yeah, that was in this as well. Was oh, no, it wasn't. That was in Cheeky, wasn't it? That, the $6 million grand was in Cheeky. Yeah. A similar concept. But, but she was just a robot, wasn't she? Built by the Potts family. There, yeah, I didn't remember that. Oh, Brilliant. Remember but then, it went, then along now, Steve Ford starts d- jumping around and doing various bitonic things and ripping <laughs> sort of doors off sheds. Well, well, Professor Nuts just looks on, interested, <laughs> and he catches a load of criminals in about two pictures. He should, I reckon Nuts was aiming at Rehypnol. <laughs> And, and and at the end there's a big kapow Obviously. by Tonic Boys back next week Yeah. and on the corner it says win one pound if we print your joke right to Bionic Jokes Bionic Jokes? crazy London <laughs> so, uh, uh, it's not that many Bionic Jokes I can think of not a fan but. No. but that was a good fun uh, strip that's great I mean this is an era as well when that kind of referencing of TV um, icons that seemed, they seemed to be able to get away with that quite easily didn't they? I always loved that. I always really liked that sort of thing. Yeah, stuff like uh, the Bumpkin Billionaires, who were like basically a rip off of. Um, what was it Muswell called? Hill. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Not the Muswell Hill, but it's the. <laughs> yeah, um, the Muswell Hill. You know what I the mean? The Notting Hill Billies, obviously. Yeah. Some sort of Hill Billies. Yeah, yeah. Okay. something I can't explain. Okay, right, on the next page we have Scurdy Cat. Now, what was all that about? I don't see. I don't remember much about that one either. It's funny because this comic was so great, and I I can't remember half of these people. Scaredy Cat. That was a really odd one because it was about a cat. Obviously, I mean, it's based on the phrase "scaredy cat, scaredy cat." Sitting on the doormat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for some reason, he's he's genuinely a scaredy cat. He's He's very scared of everything. He's very scared. But for reasons which I can't (laughs) quite work out, they obviously thought, "Well, that's not not good enough thing (laughs) on the set." Every so often, let's have him transforming into something else, which is a pun on cat. <laughs> so, like in the first one, he turns into a catamaran. Yes, he does. And then he turns into an octopus. Octopus, very good, very good. Um, so, I guess I must have enjoyed that. Back you notice he's also he's very alone at this point. You notice <laughs> he is. He is. There's nobody he, with him. He, he later acquires a, a sort of second in command. Who was that? A mouse. Brings do you, do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, he used to go around with a mouse and. And, and then, then look, at these little, look at these bizarre little drawings down here. What's all that about? Well, this bit, tiny little drawing down that's, here. Uh, yeah, it's a Somebody dark... coming out of a hut covered in mud or well, something. Well, if you actually look over there, he's actually come out of an aeroplane. He's gone down a very, very, very long chimney and then he's popped up <laughs> <laughs> covered in soot. So these nice still, little drawings in the corner. still with his uh, parachute, yeah. 
I mean, that reminds me of uh, Mad Magazine and um, Sergio Alagones, if I say you pronounce it, who used to just uh, you know, mess about in, in the margins and doodling. And cool. so the next page is some sort of strange send-up of uh, school tests, right. it looks like to me. Another cat, there. And uh, so there are silly questions like, um, what have we got here? If you put the above meaningless jumble of letters in a different order, what do you get? And then you look at the bottom of the page and it says, another meaningless jumble of letters. <laughs> so they were quite uh, subversive, weren't they? I mean, I imagine the, the time in, in more normal comics. <laughs> That's great. English grammar. And it's a picture uh, of an English grandmother. And then great. Chinese grammar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Australian grammar is just two feet there, sticking yeah. out of the ground. That's great. Lovely. And this one, what have we got here? I would, I would imagine that in more normal comics... These were sort of genuine kind of uh, little educational parts they would stick in comics, but this sort of subverts those. Exactly. And again, it's more patterns. What is a polygon? Yeah. What is a polygon? An empty parrot cage. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, what followed Alice in Wonderland? Alice in Tudorland. <laughs> so these things are oh. good. And then, oh, what have we dear. Got here? You've got there's someone saying, this is to satisfy that there's a blank has earned this certificate with only a little bit of cheating and is allowed to read <laughs> stories and is also excused from PE, tidying up and neck washing. Yeah, that X. was an interesting thing about kids' comics. For some reason, I mean, I think that's, that's the one point that sh- the writers stop behaving like kids and start behaving like parents. Because kids don't care about neck washing, but parents tended to care about kids not caring about neck washing. Yeah, yeah. But that's like, you know, referred to as a badge of... Uh, honour. Oh, yeah, a badge of honour. Yeah, yeah, yeah.